Um, hi, everyone. My name is Lacey. I'm here with Pastor Kirk, who just got <laughs> he back now. Um, and we're just doing a quick debrief session on our Reads for Resistance um, book club for creatives. It's a book club that happens every Saturday at 9 a.m. Um, Lyrical Assembly and Kairos are doing this because we realize we need to engage in community, decolonize our faith. And we're doing that by reading um, The Cross and the Lynching Tree by James Cone. Yeah, so this is just a debrief session talking about what we spoke about last week. Um, Pastor Kirk, was there any, what are your initial thoughts to that space that we shared? Um, what stood out to you? Well, I'll say this. The first thing was that it felt really, for lack of another term, if we could be on Zoom and be sacred, <laughs> it was a safe, brave, and sacred space. Um, um, it really felt like we had an opportunity to kind of walk through um pieces of the book, but it was also walking through, seems like for some people, walking through pieces of our own history, you know, mm -hmm. uh, our own personal history as well. Um, and it just being just totally helpful um, how we engaged each other as well as engaged uh, how, we, how we thought. So it, it, just, it just was a good, good um time and it was it felt like it wasn't rushed but at the same time it took the whole space of the hour you know that we had together mm -hmm. but yeah. it, was, it was it was full it was full that's what i would say it was a full time like i had yeah, a full week. I, exactly yeah i felt fed after that and i i liked how when you in the book club session you said like this is what church is and I feel like that space is what I've always wanted church to be, a place right. to talk about these issues, a place to ask questions. Like, I feel like one of the most beautiful things of Saturday was that people brought up really difficult questions that they have asked God, like, God, why is there suffering? God, where are you? And I feel like sometimes in church spaces, that's not really welcomed, especially when it has to do with God, why are people committing like systemic racism in your name. Like we don't really hear that right. that much in like our daily Bible studies, so. Right, right. Well, I think too, I, I think I put up the picture of, of mm -hmm. Ku Klux Klan. Yes, that was a great picture, oh my. And I'm just like, for a lot of us in this space now, we're trying to figure out how can one group see see something one way and another group see it another way as well? Like, like with all the stuff that's happening with uh, within the presidency and within all the stuff that's happening now, and yet there is an evangelical uh, right wing that is pushing an agenda, but yet have the space of saying that they're Christian. Mm -hmm. but yet we feel like something's missing. And I know I feel that way. I, I, I feel like, okay, how can you say this? And then there's this. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
God, how can they see this when this is not this is not you? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think just talking through through th- those periods, it's, lynching had been going on for years. Uh, it's it, it 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 is just as American as apple pie. I was just saying that way, mm-hmm. but it became more racialized after Reconstruction, after Civil War. And it's recorded that close to 5,000 people were lynched. Um, and that to me is, that's a interesting thought about lynching in that same way. And I, I showed my, my tattoo has, how can I do it this way? Yeah, I have a, I have a picture of Jesus on a tree on my arm, but I also think about the tree of life all at the same time. Uh, Because where there is death, there's this push for life. It's almost like pregnancy, where there's Mm -hmm. almost the death of that woman Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying to give birth. There's there's this beautiful birth. And our hope is for for something else. and how lynching and Jesus, in a sense, being lynched as well. It was mm-hmm. the lynching of that time. Uh, it's just real. Hmm. What was your thoughts? What did you, how did you wrestle with the, uh, some of these other places? I know you said, you know, you wish there was church, uh, that church would give more place for some of these wrestlings. What, what else did you garner from that time? Um, I think number one for me, like as a non-black person living in America and as an Asian American person, I think like it's either the school system I've been brought up in or just my own lack of learning. But I think I just forgot the severity of lynching on the black community and like how severe and traumatic and painful it is. And how, like you just said, lynching is as Amer- American as like American pie and baseball. Right. So I think number one, that was just kind of jarring to me. And I'm, and I'm still learning and I'm thankful to have this history resuscitated. And then on another end for me, I think like, I still have that question of like, how does, um, like in the utmost suffering and deep suffering is their birth hope. Like that just doesn't, it still doesn't make sense to me. Like that paradox, right? Like how is it that when Jesus, the savior of the world, who was supposed to be this, you know, warlike Messiah, like he went and died on the cross and out of that brought like a universal hope. And I'm wrestling with how to implement that into my own life because as I said in the book club on Saturday, it feels like end times and that the empire is winning. Right, right. Yeah. I think that's I think my my sister Juanita brought it up. Like, how can black people still trust God in the middle of all this? Yeah, atrocity. And I would even add, uh, I wish. Like, I don't know about you, but uh, 
the movie, The Passion for Christ. I don't know if you saw it back in the day. Yes, um, I have seen it. That's what they saw at youth group to try and like <laughs> traumatize people. Yeah, yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. They're like, but, uh, Jesus died for me. Yeah. But that was a closer depiction of what is truth about lynching. Mm -hmm. uh, a good portion of the men were castrated. Wow. A good portion were also set on fire. A good portion after a while was also used as uh, like a target practice. And it was a spectacle. Like, let's all go see. Mm -hmm. Like, there, there have been times in which, you know, there'd be thousands to come see a lynching. Uh, and they made postcards. Yeah, they made postcards. Right. They would have picnics waiting for some of this to happen. And yes, it was men specifically, but it happened to women. But we're not gonna even talk about the other fear uh, that, well, not the other fear, but other fears that came along with other atrocities. That, I mean, they would pull, uh, like use horses to pull uh, black men down the street, mm -hmm. like pull them, they would use them to pull them apart uh, or use vehicles to just tie them to the back of a vehicle and drive. Uh, those weren't considered lynchings. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. And so the whole thing was designed to humiliate um, and bring fear. And I can understand Peter saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yes. know, yeah. Scripture, Peter goes, you know, I don't even, I don't, and he started cussing. You know, I don't, I don't give a yeah. damn. You know, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm not going, I don't even know him because yeah. of the atrocity that was going to be related to what was going to happen to him. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it is, it is a uh, thing, but in that same way, there is a blessed hope that comes out of this uh, that I don't under, I like I said, I'm still trying to understand even myself because it, it pulls me closer. It pulls me closer to justice. It pulls me closer to love. It pulls me closer, of course, to hope. Uh, and it pulls me closer to a word that I'm going to say it out loud, but I'm working on it. And that is that the word is forgiveness. Wow. Not forgiveness for like the church did uh, with Dylan Roof, who walked into the church and like mm -hmm. murdered all those people and the whole group kind of said, well, we forgive you. Not from some, I'm not trying to say what they said wasn't real because I, I believe it was, but uh, how do I free myself uh, as well? Uh, but I 
have to go deeper into this this understanding uh, mm -hmm. in order to get there. Like I said, I'm not fully there yet, uh, but I, I I feel that's that's the push that I'm headed towards. I, I read this thing uh, on um, on that day, and I'm not sure if I have it here. Uh, I read it as as a portion um, because the American culture more and more to me is a joyless quest, like like that whole westernized view of the beauty of what America is and it kind of sold this bill of goods around the world, but it's mm -hmm. beginning to be mm -hmm. a, a lot less joyous. But, um, mm -hmm. but love to me is still yet the principal thing. I read this by this guy named, uh, guy named Ren, Renhold Neuber. I don't know how to pronounce it. Probably some German, French name, N-I-E-B-U-H-R. It says, any justice that is only justice soon degenerates into something less than justice. Justice must be rescued by something deeper than justice which is love. And I realize the way I think towards lynching is uh, always has this vantage point of me. Uh, it feels like I need to have retribution on that. Like, like we need to do something and they deserve justice, you know, which is old school eye for an eye kind of thinking. But Jesus, I believe, embodies this, this quote is that it has to go to something deeper. And Jesus mm -hmm. embodies this, this love because all it will become is um, retribution. Mm -hmm. It just becomes that. Um, but that's not to get people off the hook either, to own mm -hmm. their pieces of this painful history. Um, I always say America is, if we, if we don't figure this piece out, this is where we won't do it. I, I see that they're trying to handle that in Germany. Uh, uh, when they dealt with the Holocaust, they tried to handle that as well in um, South Africa, but mm -hmm. we have to have a shared history. Like we have to decide this is this is what we went through. Uh, black folks went through, white folks went through it, uh, natives went through it, my Asian brothers and sisters went through it. Um, you name it, we this is our history. Mm -hmm. But until we have a shared history, we won't have a shared destiny. We we're not gonna be able to move forward. And that's I think where the fall off becomes like, we don't want to own the pain of our past uh, and what it did to people and mm -hmm. how it maimed and hurt, hurt people for generations. So, uh, and therefore what gets passed down is uh, generational trauma. 
you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, because that, that's, that's what we're, I think, what we're experiencing is, uh, and the, and the uh, mental health that comes with that is the generational trauma that I think we're all experiencing because of what our histories have been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also in, when you take, think about that, like in churches, it's like they've forgotten that history too. Like a right. lot of churches forget that it was within the church framework, like the picture that you showed, like a lot of churches haven't confronted with their own histories that we right. were like, our ancestors were the one that were doing the lynchings in the name of Jesus. Right. So now we right, have all right. these denominations, all these churches coming together, <laughs> preaching the name of Jesus without like cleaning out their closet, right? Gotta like you got out. old moldy theology, that's racist. Right. Own it. I think what's yeah. interesting that God does this, particularly Old Testament, he goes, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Like he's, he, he does uh, tell us to refer to life generationally and when he's usually doing that is is usually uh, when there's a uh, an altar being built as a reminder of who mm -hmm. God has been. Um, but who God has been uh, is the God who got me out of it. So it's recognizing the trouble. Mm -hmm. It's recognizing the trauma. It's recognizing the the, the pain. Mm -hmm. But that God got me over that particular part. So it's it's a both and piece. Like until you honor the pain, you can't celebrate what God is doing. And I don't think we could get to a place to celebrate that God is doing something, which is going to be very difficult to do. I think between COVID and all this stuff, God is doing something and he's bringing it to surface. And until mm -hmm. we acknowledge that, um, because altars are built for the death of something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's the reminders. Uh, it's usually early altars were built from stone and rock. Mm. So those usually aren't pretty things. They don't come in great shapes. They, they're, um, they're not all the same size. And so it's a, it's a building, uh, that I think we need to own too. It's like, there's there's some hard stuff, uh, but there's beauty there. There's beauty in mm -hmm. that, that God still uh, continues to show up. So yeah, yeah, but, but he shows up in the pain. He shows up in the brokenness. He shows up at the lynching tree, mm -hmm. not because of, uh, um, I would say not, uh, uh, not in spite of. I'll say, I may, I might use that in spite of the what the tragedy is that God still wants to extract something. Now, I'm be honest with you. That's hard to feel and hard to understand and know. Um, but I'm hopeful that I will understand and know. You know. I don't know. That's mm -hmm. a, it's kind of weird to say, you know, um, that God shows up in my tragedy mm -hmm. and in my history's tragedy. I have a picture mm -hmm. 
dang, what did I do with my phone? <laughs> but I have a picture of my mom. Oh, uh, well, I don't have it. Um, it's a picture of when she was 17 years old uh, and she's standing with her mother. Um, I just got it this week. Oh, you know what? I might have it because I put it in my, uh, what you call it? But it reminds me of, oh, here it is. I think I could show it. Eh. I think that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a picture of my mom on this side. Uh, on the, okay. Nope, the other side. That's my mom, and that's uh -huh. my mom. And my grandmother's mother was a slave. Wow. <laughs> Which is crazy to say, you know? My grandmother's mother was a slave. And which makes her my great grandmother, right? Mm -hmm. Great grandmother. And when I look at that picture, I could only imagine what she went through. You know, when I look at my grandmother, I'm like, wow. You know, what is, I could only, and from Louisiana uh, area, I found out, I did some ancestry com and found out we were came from Virginia like a lot of other black folks. I thought we started in Louisiana, but no, they came from Virginia and moved uh, further into the South. But it just it just just says wow. I, I, and I it made me think about my mom leaving Louisiana at eighteen years old and saying. I don't want this life. I don't want this life here. I want something better. And if I get married, that's great. And my father ran here to California to, to, to get after her. I said, love, love, I have you move, right? It'll have you move. <laughs> but uh, they both came out here for a better life. Just like my immigrant brothers and sisters, who I, you know, I think I hear from, that, that that's their story. And because um, they they were afraid of Jim Crow South, they still were separate but equal kind of thinking. Some beauty was in some of that. I'll I'll be honest with you, black black owned businesses were you mm -hmm. know that, but uh, schools were totally different. But um, still weren't weren't able to realize. Uh, being seen fully as human, you know? Uh, and that's why I'll say it this way. Um, that's why now, even as I think about black church, um, there is a different view because there they were somebody. They were somebody at church, you know, mm -hmm. even if I was a deacon or the head usher or the singer in all those other spaces, they weren't. They couldn't realize uh, their humanity there, but at church they could. Uh, and so in some of those old churches, songs of lament 
were still available to them. It wasn't all like kind of like we are right now. We talked about this on Saturday. It's not just hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> I'm a victory. I I'm made it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cream, dollar dollar bill, y'all, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, but it was Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. And they would say it, say it in a groaning, almost cry way. Uh, one day I'll get the courage enough to sing it like they sung it, but uh, <laughs> it's on video, you know, because I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, we can edit it out. <laughs> it's beautiful, though. There's one song that they that was saying, and I don't mind using this. It says, I love the Lord, he heard my cry. I, and then they would repeat it. It's you know a lot of um, call and response, and they would go, I, I love the Lord, he heard my cry. And he would go into, and he pitied every groan. Mm. I mean, it was those kind of words being sung at church, uh, mm. where now I'm just victorious in everything. Victory, I'm a champion, and it's not reality. Mm -hmm. It's not, I'm not trying to say that that we shouldn't have songs about victory and um, God seeing me at, at, at his best, that I'm a son. But also, I think it needs to be the balance of the two. Yeah, so that's kind of what we talked about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for sharing. Um, I feel like the Saturdays, it's only been one, but we have like four more. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Can't and wait. we've already learned this much, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I know Michael Michael Eubanks is on the next one, and he's going to be able to share from his experience but and tie things together. But I look forward to hearing from other people as well on what they mm -hmm. got out of uh, Chapter mm -hmm. 2. Exactly, yeah. And Ashley will also be co-facilitating, so it should be really good. Yeah, it should be powerful. Look forward mm -hmm. to it. Look forward mm -hmm. to anyone who hasn't been on it. Uh, if you haven't um, read the first chapter, that's okay. Um, we got some cliff notes, and maybe this yeah. was a cliff note. <laughs> this was a cliff note. And then, but also, um, if you're interested, let's jump right on in. I think it'll be interesting. If you haven't read, it, I think it's an easy space to jump into the conversation mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Yeah, we look forward to it. Mm -hmm. Look forward to it.